You're listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we attract and create healthy relationships by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun together. I have the most amazing conversations with people. I know I do what I do because I love this so much. I don't know that other people would get so much from conversations like I do, but whenever I am fully immersed in sitting down with someone who is open-hearted and humble and wanting to learn and grow and stretch, that's probably, it's probably the best place for me. I love being besides nature or hugging my kids, but you get what I'm saying. That to me is the most inspired, it's the, it's the time that I feel most connected to my spirit and my soul, and I just love sharing that space with other people. Now that's kind of a little introductory to what I want to share with you guys today. Uh, the reason why I'm recording this is because a couple days ago, one of my girlfriends texted me and she said, can you talk? I said, sure. She lives in a different time zone, so we text each other prior to calls a lot of the time. And she said she wanted to share with me a situation that was going on in her life. And if she could just vent that out first, and then she wanted to get my opinion on it. I said, absolutely. So she expressed everything that was going on. And what I really love about talking to her is that she leaves no details out. I will understand, I will get a firm grasp of this situation, not only by what she's saying, but because intuitively I can feel what's happening in the situation. So she was telling me what happened. It had something to do with her boyfriend inviting her somewhere, and she said yes. I'm going to leave the details out of this. They're irrelevant, but sometimes when I leave the details out, I feel like I might confuse you guys. Hopefully I don't. So she invited. he invited her somewhere. She said yes, and then he came back to her again and offered to change the terms of the event and he didn't think it was a big deal and she said no she didn't want to she didn't want to do whatever he had suggested the second time and she gave an excuse a kind of a small trite excuse about why she didn't want to do that thing but he wasn't buying it he asked her are you sure that's why you don't want to edit our plans it's because of this thing you're mentioning. And she said, yep, that's it. And she felt herself being very, very stubborn and sort of pushing back with him. Now, because he asked that most powerful question, because I find this guy to be pretty intuitive himself, he said to her, you know, are you sure that's the reason? That actually got her thinking because she was like, is it the reason? Because she noticed within herself that she automatically pushed back and what she called became stubborn when he requested editing the plans that they had, making a change or wanting something different. So she called me because she could feel that happening inside of herself. And she even noticed that if it, she said, if it was me or one of her other friends that were requesting this of her, that she wouldn't have given it a second thought. She would have happily edited the, edited the plans and, and gone with the second plan. But for some reason, she couldn't do it, and that's what she was looking into. 
Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up to y'all today is because I wanted to make an episode on blind spots. Blind spots are areas in our personality, they're dysfunctional areas in our personality that we're not privy to. That we, Because we're just only one mind, right? We're just going through life, doing us with our same thoughts, same behavior, same thinking. Uh, we have reasons for what we do. We justify what we do. We think it's okay what we do. And sometimes it's difficult when somebody points something out for us, to us for us to really see that as problematic. With that being said, a great way to notice if you do have a blind spot is whether you are hearing the same thing from several people. Let's say in the case of being stubborn. If somebody is calling you stubborn and it's just one person, well then you hear somebody else call you stubborn. And then there's a third person that calls you stubborn. You might want to start looking at whether you're stubborn. Now why does stubborn matter? Because stubborn is a dysfunctional relationship pattern. The true definition of stubborn is holding your ground even when proven wrong or that there is a better way. A lot of people think being stubborn is just holding your ground. I love holding your ground. If you believe in something and you want to hold your ground, that's beautiful. Stubborn is that you know something is better. You know there could be a better way, but you are going to just you know, cross your arms and stand here and say, no even if you know you're wrong. So anyway, I don't want to go off about stubborn. What I'm just saying is that we each have our blind spots in our life. And what my beautiful friend did was she could feel the difference in how she was relating to him and how she would have related if it was a different person. She saw the disconnect there and she wanted to dig in deeper. So the very first thing I said to her was, I'm incredibly proud of you. I love this. Thank you for having this courageous conversation with me. And she said, I don't feel very proud of myself right now. I said, you don't know how amazing this is. People often just stand in their place, plant themselves down, don't care anybody else's experience around them, call themselves right and true, and it just creates a lot of dysfunction. This is why relationships go south. Is because people aren't taking the time to evaluate their own behaviors. Now, what I have found in life is initially when people start to evaluate their own behaviors, they can feel ashamed. The first thing out of the boat is to feel ashamed. And that's actually what my girlfriend said to me when I was going on and on telling her how awesome she is and how proud I am of her. She goes, it, it just this doesn't feel awesome. This feels really icky. And I said, of course it does. Because you are looking inward and your ego doesn't like this. Now, if you think about it, if you stop for a second and consult your spirit, your spirit's on fire. Your spirit, in a good way, your spirit is happy, it's glowing, it's ignited, it's bright, it's illuminated, it's shiny, it has glitter on it. It's just, la, it's so happy. And your ego's over there going, this is gross, you don't want to know that. You're, you, sh- you should feel ashamed of yourself. That's bad. The ego does not like the light to shine on our tough areas, our dysfunctional or unhealed places. So with that being said, it felt icky to her. And it's going to feel icky because anytime that we are ashamed or we feel like we did something wrong or we have to go back and 
clean up a conversation or admit that somebody else might be right, that's really difficult for the ego. It's very difficult for the lower self to do. But if you root, what I said to my, my girlfriend in this, because she said, she said this too, I love her to death. She goes, oh, I hate being wrong. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I said, you're not wrong, sweetheart. You are not wrong. You were just functioning from a level of self that was conditioned. Now, I'll just briefly tell you guys about this because I don't want to make it about her story. That wasn't the point of this. The point is she was looking at her blind spot. But what I, she had a conditioned pattern based on a, her former husband. So he was very narcissistic, very controlling, very, um, he's the type of guy that'll wear you down. I mean, even as a friend, I could feel wore, wore down in his presence sometimes because he will keep hammering and hammering and hammering and hammering until he gets what he wants or gets his point across. And I'm just an outsider friend that sees them every once in a while. He, she was married to this. Now, she's an extremely intelligent woman. She's highly articulate and she's a professional. She's in the business world and she's very calm, but even he could wear her down. So the pattern that was created with him was eventually just to give up and she became his doormat. If he hammered her enough, she was going to give in. So what she was trying to not create in this next relationship was giving in. But it was showing up in an unhealthy way first and that's okay. It showed up as an absolute all or nothing, hell no, no matter what you ask. Oftentimes when we are healing from a pattern, we're going to, if you drop a pendulum, what does the pendulum do? The weight of it swings you all the way over to the other side equally as high. So oftentimes when we're trying to just mentally stop a pattern, we might pendulum over to the exact opposite and extreme of that pattern. What happened here was that she pendulumed way over and was going to be inflexible and unmoving. The problem is, is that her boyfriend, her partner, was interpreting this as she didn't care about him. He didn't know what was going on. And he said, is it really about that reason you gave me? It was a small reason, you guys. You know, nothing. Not. It could have been a big reason. Okay, I'm just going off on track. It was It was something to him that was seemed very trite. And she was like, yep, that's why. And he just, something in his spirit, in his inner being, just was like, mm, this doesn't seem right to me. But he would have never put all the pieces together of her penduluming over because of how she was a doormat to her ex and how she was trying to exhibit some personal power in this relationship. His brain isn't going to concoct all of that. So with that being said, I did invite her to have this conversation with him. I said, if you truly want to end these patterns, and I know she's talked to me about him a lot, so I know that he could, he could handle this conversation. In fact, he'd probably do amazing with this type of conversation. I said, tell him what's going on with you. She said, oh, I have a hard time being vulnerable with him. I said, okay, that's another problem. Because when we're not honest with our partners, they don't know what the hell's going on with us. They're not mind readers, you guys. We got to stop that crap. And not only that, vulnerability creates connection and connection creates emotional safety. So if she could be vulnerable with him, they would connect in a totally different way. He's been vulnerable with her. She just hasn't reciprocated as much. They can connect in such a way that he would feel safe 
even if she had set a weird boundary. He wouldn't go down the toilet bowl with that, like, you don't care about me, you don't love me, you don't want to be with me. He would say, hmm, you, do you see what I'm saying? The, there would be a better foundation in this relationship, and it just creates a healthier environment to relationship in. So the whole point of this episode is to talk to you guys about your blind spots. There's going to be spaces inside of you that you're not aware of. I have places inside of me that I'm not aware of. I am still a work in progress. I do my best every single day, but I'm far from perfect. Oh, here's the most important thing. I love this part, the very best out of this entire thing. Once we take radical responsibility for our lives and ourselves, and we start looking within, and we start discovering places about ourselves that need to be healed, and then we do the work, and we get the positiveness, the greatness that comes from doing the work, from healing our wounded selves and conditioned minds, it feels really, really good to look for more places. I know that's going to sound weird because initially you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so ashamed. I don't, want to, I don't want to know these things about myself. That's the irony. I have to tell you guys, it's the most ironic, oxymoron, oppositional thing that you would think would happen. But it becomes exciting to look at yourself because when you truly know that we can never tr- control anybody else, we all know that by now, we cannot control or change other people. We can control and change ourselves. Number one, that's super freeing. Number two is when we find those places, we're like, okay, I can't control if this person is doing that, but I can sure control that I'm being a doormat right now. I can sure control that I'm not speaking up right now. I can sure control whether I stay in this relationship or not, or whether I believe what this person is saying about me or not. You see what I'm saying? That feels so good that we get like primed for more of it. It becomes super exciting to look for more. So initially the shame is there. I'm actually going to make an episode on the shame that stops us from healing ourselves because it's truly a thing. Because oftentimes we start to notice a pattern, pattern in our life, but we're so ashamed. We don't want to share it with anybody because we're so ashamed. And, and so the pattern persists and then we become even more ashamed and it's just this cycle and we just stay stuck, 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 stuck. At some point, we got to be willing to say, you know what, I'm doing this thing and I'm, I'm embarrassed about it. I can't even believe this is my pattern, but I'm going to figure it out. That's where your power is. Okay, shame is not serving anybody any good. All right, you guys, I'm going to close this up for you. I hope you got so much from it today and I would just love to hear from you. So if you would please send me an email and let me know what you're thinking at hello at kristenbrown.org. But until next time, remember, you matter. Much love, everyone. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe and share. If you're listening on iTunes, you can give a big thanks by leaving a five-star rating and review. If you'd like to explore coaching plans, other products, and free resources, go to kristenbrown.org. Until next time, everyone, remember to go love yourself.